difficult, difficult, women. Blast off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three, two, one. Blast off. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. I'm Marie. I'm Katie, and this is the Difficult Women Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Your voice sounds so sultry when you get close like that. Hello and Just welcome. Not sleeping well. Because like who are those people that like uh <laughs> what's like a what's the name of like one of those late night radio ladies? Oh Delilah. Delilah. Like, I was I just talking Delilah. about her the other day. Yeah. Hi everyone. Oh for listening in. Oh my god, give me more of that. <laughs> I have a new career ahead of me. <laughs> Just staying up all night playing old songs from the 70s. I love it. She like changed my life. I love Delilah. I always wanted a man to give me a song, to dedicate a love song to me. I was just talking about her to somebody mm. recently Ugh. and how she was changing their lives too. <laughs> she changed <laughs> I don't know. Her Radio. story is amazing too. We should maybe even dedicate a full What's, episode. Yeah. Oh, don't cry. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> she did. She also have just a frog in her throat. Hold on. She did. Um, that was her secret. <laughs> uh, what's her story? Or maybe you should save it. We'll save it. Yeah, we'll save. Thought. We'll save it. But yeah, Delilah. She's a bo- a bad a boss bitch. A badass boss bitch. That's our new mantra right now, right? <laughs> Badass, bo- even though we did a show about how we shouldn't call people badass boss bitches, That's right. but I yeah. still mm-hmm. kind of like it. <laughs> I don't know, you know, sometimes just like something. Did you tell me about season three, Master of None? No, no, okay, somebody else did. Anyway, I watched it, and there is a part about this woman, like her mantra is like, "I am a badass boss bitch," and it, you you have to watch it, so I don't want to spoil it. It honestly was one of the most incredible pieces of television i've ever seen season three master of none interesting as a cinematographer i think you would really enjoy it it was into it on and it's too queer it's a queer couple and unbelievable that's all i'm gonna say but into it love it watch it please sounds amazing anyway badass boss bitch Um, do you think Bezos is a badass boss bitch? <laughs> I think he's a little bitch. <laughs> I don't know. What a weird. Boss. He's a boss. He's and a he's boss. A, he's, and, and he's, he's a bad. bitch. And he's, <laughs> he's an ass. And he's a bitch. So kind of. <laughs> oh, God. What a time to be alive. Really? What a time. Yeah. So you can send the richest man in the world up in space into a white dick. <laughs> What is that about? I, when I saw, I mean, I'm sure other people have seen this like while they were building it, but I didn't know that it looked like a no. huge dildo. No, and I love people didn't. I love that. La- and, and like the day he went, like we released our erectile dysfunction episode. <laughs> <laughs> We should have like known. I know. <laughs> oh God, poetic. But it was just. I mean, but yeah, I loved all the tweets and the memes and the stuff about um, Austin Powers. Like, you can't make this stuff up. It's just no, <laughs> no. It's incredible. It is also incredible. just like the uh, the amount of really fun. Like, if y'all don't know, go on to Twitter <laughs> and just you know hashtag Jeff Buzzos and whatever space. And there's so many great jokes about his little his little dick. <laughs> But my favorite was like quick unionize Amazon, pay workers are living wage while this must you know with this yeah. idiot is yeah, gone. Yeah, like four minutes to yeah, quick and yeah. There was another one that was like everybody go take your bathroom break now. 
Right, right. 11 minutes in space is longer than uh, a bathroom break for Amazon workers. It's like, oh my God. Great. Uh, And all the, the, just the tip jokes too, I love. Because he really just. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are going to be talking about just like Jeff Bezos in space and how that makes us feel (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, what this means for us as a, as a world and a nation (laughs) and how did this come about and all all the above. Mm -hmm. And this discussion is not like a new thing. I believe it or not, like, you know, in the sixties there were tons of protests uh, I guess it was during the Cold War and people were starving all across America. And then we were still like, you know, rushing to get Americans up into space. So it really is. I mean, this is not a new debate. However, it is because this is privatized all of a sudden. So these like super right. wealthy billionaires are paying for it rather than. Yeah. And he stands to just make billions of dollars billions off of this billions industry and, billions. and then and we're not going to tax it like i don't know what's happening well there is no tax currently mm-hmm. but um right after he uh jeff bezos did his space flight uh rep earl blomenauer oh, yeah. from oregon mm-hmm. announced that he's working on a plan to for new tax taxes targeting space tourism which is something that i didn't even think about until i read mm. that or you know noticed i was like right he's just like one more way that he doesn't have to think about time. Can you imagine he, he's going to make, he's, I mean, they've already sold a bunch of tickets for future flights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for like, in, they're not being very clear about how much each ticket costs right, <laughs> right now. It's more like, um, I feel like they're kind of like, it's like bidding wars and things like that. But it's just like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of that, maybe like a million dollars a ticket kind of type thing. So that's the other thing that's so sickening to me about this whole experience is it's like, it's just rich people going into space Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean it's not even like people get to it like did you see any of the interviews that he did after he went up there uh no not really I saw the one right before he went (laughs) it was fascinating to watch the interviews when he came back because he's all excited you know what I mean he just did this very like cool thing and it's the guy that was interviewing him just was like so deadpan. He looked like he would like to be anywhere other than where he was at the moment. And he, so like Jeff Bezos and his brother being like, it was so cool. Uh, like your face is like, oh, like G force, <laughs> like G forces. And oh, and then you see and it's and the earth looks so small and you're just like, whoa, it's so fragile. And oh, my God. And you're like, wow, like this man has managed to make himself even less relatable. By sending himself into space. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. he's trying to share this, like, moment that he's experienced. And nobody can relate. And nobody's particularly, like, excited that he's had this experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was just sort of a fascinating... Um, and he seems to be totally oblivious. Right. To, like, how how other people are perceiving this, you know? Yeah, he's not of this world, I guess. I, I mean, I, I think a billion dollars, honestly, to be a billionaire... That has to do something to your mental health. That uh, you have to be like a megalomaniac. You have to like to know that people are, you know, to fund this on the backs of Amazon workers. Like there's something not connecting in his brain, right? Totally, or something. And the question that I feel the same way. And the question though is like, is it that the money turns him like that, or he's just a person that doesn't get it? I like, think the I, money. I think that. I think the money. Do I you think, think it's he, a like, person. Yeah, I think he's always been like this and we just and I don't know him, mm. but I think that there must be something in somebody 
Yeah. Already. I guess To so. even want to make that much money and think that that's okay to make it the way you're making it. Mm-hmm. That's like a mental health. Pro- Did I tell you about this meme that I saw? <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe I mentioned this. I may have said this already on the pod, but there was a meme I saw that it was like, if a monkey's in the jungle and he takes all the bananas and oh, he doesn't yeah. let any other monkey have a banana, then the scientists go, what's wrong with that monkey? And they try mm-hmm. to like figure out what's mm-hmm. that monkey is sick, you know? Uh, if a human hoards all the bananas <laughs> then they put them on the cover of Forbes magazine right so it's like you know there's something wrong with not just our way of looking at it but pe- individuals it's like they think this is something worth attaining and that that you know well, I read Bloomberg because um, they did an article kind of like you know this is great this is this is the American dream this is what our country is all about. A, you know, a self-made billionaire funding his own space empire, um, then going to make billions off of space travel for individuals, a privatized space, whatever. The pro to, and again, this is just like a Bloomberg article that I was reading, like why this is great for America. So because of these privatized billionaires, all of a sudden, the um, they're actually learning how to cut costs, for mm. for um, constructing these things, mm-hmm. and they're saying they can take this um, hit because they are you know billionaires. But like if funded by NASA, they can't. Ha- they don't have the freedom to explore in ways that these billionaires can with their money. That okay, I'll, I'll like accept that. If as that a, makes as sense a, as a plus, it does make sense. The idea is that the government's not funding it anymore, so these you know individuals are trying to fund it but they're trying to save money and cut costs and as we know government spending can be kind of balloon and things like right. that so i think that's what right you're right um and i and i will accept that as a thing i do want to say one thing that this is one of the reasons why i was sort of interested in talking about this today i had heard this read about this thing that i did not know but um this idea that he's a self-made millionaire is just also not true mm. it's just not true mm-hmm. um there was and i think it's pretty common knowledge but people don't talk about it a lot because they love this narrative of like he pulled himself up from his bootstraps and he Mm -hmm. started this online you know bookstore in his garage and whatever (laughs) that's true he started it in his garage um but also when he started it he quit his job and then he started with this idea and the the idea was tanking it was like not doing well and so his parents invested about two hundred thousand dollars into the business Mm. now think about that for a second whose parents i mean yeah. can just give you $200,000 to save a, a, a business that is in, failing. In his own words, yeah, even in his own words, he was saying there's like a 70% chance this business is going to fail. Whose family is going to give them, be like, oh, no problem. Here's $200,000 we could just burn mm. if we had to, you know? Right. And I think that it's like that kind of... um those kinds of ex- like and then he likes that story right that he's made he's made himself he's a self-made man you're not mm-hmm. you're not not so that's just the beginning of the story then there's this whole thing of like oh well you know it, there's a h- thousands of people working for you mm-hmm. and they're helping you build your business mm-hmm. that's not self-made that's having people there to work with you mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and this idea that like people do things on their own Right. Is insane. So anyway, I just kind of want to like, I don't think if if that's the American dream to just like fuck over the little guy and pretend like you you got there on your own without any help from anybody. 
that is kind of the actual American dream. It's yeah. The, you know, right. Like what, you know, just stepping and even, on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also like that little blurb that I read also then talked about how like all of these billionaires, they all had advantages like beyond, you know, we love to talk about how um, Bill Gates is, um, you know, he's also like a self, he dropped out of college and mm. then he did this or whatever. Well, his like mother worked for IBM. Mm. So she went into IBM and said, I think you need an operating system and then hired her son mm. <laughs> to come in and build the operating system for IBM. And that was how Microsoft kind of like really took off. Mm-hmm. So that's if that's not an advantage, I don't know what is. So She was working for the company <laughs> that like ended up making him a giant millionaire. So I mean, right. like, what are we talking about when mm. we try to pretend like these people are coming from nothing but that's the story they want to tell because it keeps people pacified because everyone thinks well maybe i could do this you know um so that's also a very frustrating part of this whole thing Mm -hmm. i was sort of curious too like i'm i'm so curious now about like who is jeff bezos (laughs) like who is this person and i knew nothing about him Mm -hmm. at all and i didn't i couldn't find well i'm sure he has the top publicist like combing through he's (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, people are signing NDAs, and like mm-hmm. God even mm-hmm. knows. Um, but one thing everybody kind of agrees on is that he is legitimately like a genius. Mm-hmm. I think he does mm-hmm. have like very creative ideas, and um, and he was like you know valedictorian of his high school and maybe even college. I don't know. He went to like Princeton or Yale or one of those places, and um, not that that's a great indicator of how smart you are, especially nowadays. But like, uh, well, it is he, certainly is an indicator of access and. Privilege. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But he also, I think, legitimately is a, a really, really genius individual that c- can come up with these sort of out of the box ideas, mm-hmm. which is I think even the idea of like having an online bookstore where there was no brick and mortar. Yeah. People hadn't thought of that yet. Right. You know what I mean, it, right. it seems pretty standard now, but um, that he has these dreams of whatever. Uh, so one of the things I saw, which I thought was interesting, was he's had sort of an interest in space travel mm-hmm. since he was a kid. Mm-hmm. And he did some, maybe it was his valedictorian speech or something in 1982. Uh, they, there was like a newspaper that did an interview with him after he had done his, you know, valedictorian speech in the, in the quote, in the Herald that inter- interviewed him. It says, Bezos wants to build space hotels, amusement parks, yachts, and colonies for two or three million people orbiting around the Earth. The whole idea is to preserve the Earth, he says. And then the final objective would be to get all the people off the Earth and see it turned into a national park. This is interesting. That's an interesting concept, right? Mm -hmm. Like if we're just thinking Mm -hmm. like concepts. Because the idea there is it's like, oh, there's an awareness that humans are doing damage to the Earth. Right. So let's take them off the Earth and then let the uh, earth kind of repair itself, right? Yeah. So well, it's like, you know, as okay. a philosophical concept, mm-hmm. like, interesting, right? That's an interesting concept. Um, but when he was interviewed then after his landing the other day, mm-hmm. uh, he started kind of talking about that idea. And he framed it in, um, and this makes me so anxious, but he was framing it like, you know, well, so first of all, he was like, you know, you look down because they were like, did anything change you, Mr. Bezos? Like, have, did mm. you feel changed after this flight? And his thing, he's like, um, 
it's pretty hard to watch, but he's like, you know, you get up there and you see the atmosphere. It's like so thin. He kind of sounds like a surfer dude, but it's also <laughs> weird. Um, and the planet is so small and fragile. And you think about all the people down there and there's no boundaries between people. There's no boundaries. Like, and, you know, we need to have more good and less evil in this world. You know, more good forces and less like evil forces. And we're like, hello, oh <laughs> like God, you yeah. are it. But then he says, um, they were sort of like, well, what's your plans for all this? So kind of, t- and to your point about the um, private investors and how mm-hmm. that can like help make things cheaper and stuff. He's talked about how like being able to do all this like space travel as a, like a tourism mm-hmm. kind of thing that that allows you to practice like yeah, saving money what... and practice things like that, which is, I was like, okay, like fair enough, mm. fair enough. But then they were like, what, you know, what, what of all this, like, what is the end goal here really? And he said, um, he was, I hate this idea because I'm, we don't know what would happen if you do this, but he wants to take all of like the polluting industries mm-hmm. and then send them to space. Right. Right. So that then we're not polluting the earth. But what I don't like oh, about this is like God. we don't know what and 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 God forbid his thought process be we need to just like rework our industries. <laughs> you know what I mean? We need to like he, nothing in this has anything to do with like dismantling capitalism or, you know, trying to have a new paradigm in terms of how we function. It's all about like, let's keep making more and more money, but we'll send it into space. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that kind of mentality, Ugh. like, sure, it's, I guess, creative thinking, but it's so, it's myopic in the sense that like, because he even said, he's like, this will take decades and decades and decades, but this is what we're working for. And I'm like, dude, we don't have decades. No. We don't have. Not with the rising water levels. No. Yeah. And that there's people right now, right here on mm-hmm. this planet currently that need help right now. And you're like, let's, you know, send some, let's send industry to space, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things that's really like upset people about this whole experience is that it just feels so out of touch. Right. Yeah, I tweeted and it did okay. I tweeted like, I wonder if Bezos could see the wildfires from space because it's yeah. absolutely terrifying. And I bet he could. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> that is such an interesting point. I think about this a lot. And I've thought about like, because I've read things where with the amount of pollution and the amount of trash on our earth, um, especially in our oceans, I think there's more like pollutants in our oceans than even on our land. But um people wanting to then take our trash and and launch it into space. Right. And I think if we start, this is hippy dippy, but if we start polluting space, I think something's going to come for us. <laughs> I, think, is, I don't think it could either I, just be. Yeah. What? No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like, what are we? What, what is that? I know. Horrifying mentality that as humans, we're like, let's just keep junking up everything we can get our hands on let's ruin everything as opposed again like as opposed to just changing having like a real paradigm shift where we go what we're doing is unsustainable Mm -hmm. it's not Mm going to be more sustainable if we do it in space right right and we don't even know what the repercussions are to like shooting shit into space Mm -hmm. we don't know and actually i will say we know one thing which is when uh they keep shooting these like satellites up there Mm -hmm. and then they, they they um you know, stop working and then they just leave them up there and it becomes space junk mm-hmm. and then it f- hurdles back to Earth. Mm-hmm. And we just had that thing happen recently. I guess it was a Chinese satellite, but I don't think it matters that if it's Chinese or not or whatever. It's like any of the satellites could do this. It, and, and then, you know, they're like lost control of it. 
And then it's like, well, it's coming. And we yeah, don't know and we don't know where. Land. Yeah. And it could land on, you know, it's and like, well, probably it'll be like in the ocean. And you're like, but but it doesn't it not necessarily. You right. Know, it could land on a school. <laughs> it could right. land on. So why are we like not thinking about that? Why are we not worried about like that's just going to get worse if we keep sending shit up there. Mm-hmm. And we're going to lose control of these like orbiting. I mean, think of like how ExxonMobil can't even right. keep the oil right. in their right. like tanks and right. things. And that we have these crazy oil spills. You think that's not going to happen in space? Right. <laughs> like what are you thinking? But I know what they're thinking. They're thinking, you know, man, like we're really fucking up this planet. My company is really fucking up this planet, but I don't want to lose any money. Mm. How can I like navigate this? And it's like, you can't, you can't. There is no, there is no way around this. Like we have to change the way we live our lives, period. Mm-hmm. And you, and Jeff Bezos, you've got billions of dollars. Like you're fine. You don't need any more money. Stop it. Just stop it. But don't you think, here's, I'm just gonna, I hate when people play devil's advocate, but I do think no, about No, I mean, devil's advocate is a useful thing, yeah. But I think that um, if Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or um, Branson, if they don't do it, someone else will. Like in the in the years to come, someone will. Oh do yes, this. no. It just this is, is so like, fucked up. It's in our lifetime that we're watching this. You mean somebody else will shoot shit into this into space? Well, no, but but just even space travel, this like tourism, this like you know colonizing another planet. Like if it doesn't happen in twenty twenty one, it's going to happen. Yeah, I think it's just people, a next because we're fucking because well, humans are terrible. Terrible we're, humans are we are parasites. Yes, yes, we are parasites. Yes. And this is where I feel like we are the most like. Are, is this a simulation? <laughs> is this I mean, like, are, or are we in a petri dish? Again, hippy dippy kind of view. But like, are is somebody else watching us? <laughs> Aliens watching us, being like, oh, oh, space tourism. Didn't see that coming. Woo! They raced it, again. and they're like, just I don't know. Or even like almost like worse than that, because that's like at that point you have some sort of sense, like maybe, maybe there's control, will save us. right? But I don't, or that someone will come and save us from this nightmare. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, it's Jesus like, Christ. What's what's more likely is that there's no I mean that would be an alien <laughs> Jesus Christ would be an alien from outer space that'd be, that'd be so cool um, but no I don't think that he's out there gonna save us like I think what's even more terrifying is there's nobody out there to save us yeah and we are just gonna like yeah we're know, just parasites crumble. that have yeah yeah so one thing I was like well how much money did he spend to do this mm. and uh one estimate is that he spent uh 5.5 billion dollars to be in space for four minutes mm. Now, of course, that's a very like myopic way of looking at it because part of that money is spent then to propel us, you know, future things. And I'm not all against, you know, space travel and theory, right? It's just that we have so many problems right now here on Earth. Uh, And this one article that I saw in uh, globalcitizen.org, they were like, this is what you could also do with $5.5 billion. Oh, God. Put this in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Just to put this into perspective and like, you know, and also this is, well, you could save 37.5 million people from starving. (gasps) You could fully fund COVAX, securing vaccines for 2 billion people in low income countries who are like desperate for vaccines right now. You could fully fund humanitarian efforts in Nigeria, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Afghanistan, Venezuela, Yemen, and the Horn of Africa. You could fully fund the International Fund for Agricultural Development. 
You could fully fund education cannot wait, which is uh, provides education to children displaced by conflict, natural disasters and other crises because uh, of the COVID pandemic and global warming. People are becoming more displaced. You could help countries adopt adapt to climate change because there's a lot of places that if we're not going to be able to stop climate change, we can at least have some measures in place to keep people a little more safe, like we saw in Germany with the Mm. flooding and all that. With infrastructure and things. Um, and you could, or you could plant up to five billion trees. So here's what gets me about this. Mm-hmm. It's easy then to say, well, yeah, but like he chose to spend his money like that. And that's, you know, what, it, you know, and there'll be good benefits to this and that and whatever. The thing about Jeff Bezos is he doesn't even have to do an either or. Mm. He has so much money, he could do all of these things. Mm. And he doesn't. Didn't he you know, say that in in one of the interviews afterwards? Like, I'm doing both. Can't we do both? The like, thing is, like, he and he is doing both to some degree, right? He donated twenty two hundred million dollars towards climate change. I think recently. No, he well, he also made a pledge to donate ten billion dollars to climate change overall, which is great. Mm, that's that's good. great. Mm-hmm. He so far has spent something like seven hundred and fifty million dollars mm-hmm. on this plan, but also when he's talking about like sending the industry the polluting industry to space i'm like i'm worried about what your plan is with this climate change money (laughs) like what are you gonna spend it on you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i don't really know what that's about um and then also uh the other thing i want to just say about like because then people are like wow but he donated and he likes to say well i donated 10 billion dollars and you're like that's Mm -hmm. great you've Mm -hmm. also made it impossible for citizens of the world to like live a, a just like a, a comfortable life. You've like made it so people's businesses have shuttered. You've right. made it so that people are like working for, you know, pretty minimum wage and they work pretty grueling hours so you can be more rich, but they still can't pay their rent. Right. There's not a there's a thing that just came out uh, the other day. Now, officially, there's not a single place to live in the United States mm-hmm. on minimum wage. Mm-hmm. There's not a single think about mm-hmm. that for a second. There's not a single place you can live in like any city or town or whatever that is affordable on minimum wage. And that he is like, well, I donated 10 billion dollars. I was like, you've also robbed people of 100 billion dollars. Right. You've like you've taken that from from us you've taken it from and you're not paying taxes mm-hmm. so you're not contributing to mm-hmm. this you're not act, you know like 10 billion dollars is a drop in the bucket for you mm-hmm. right and you're not contributing to society in a real kind of way right and the other thing is it's like people think like i don't know i just i kind of go like with someone like him like and I don't know if he'll ever see it like this, but I think in his mind, he's like, I've done to everybody a great service and I've made it really convenient for you to get your plastic spork collection mm-hmm. or whatever. You know what I mean? You're like, I've really like helped the world in this way. But in the, if you like pull out and look at the bigger scope here, it's like, you know, me trying to get my sport collection in 24 hours is not as important <laughs> mm-hmm. as like the sustain. I mean, the stuff that they sell on Amazon, it's not sustainable, it's sustainably sourced a lot of it. You know, it's like just junky things. And like the, every step he's taking is actually hurting us mm-hmm. and every step he's made. And like, maybe it's just too much for him to like fully acknowledge, but like you're, you're hurting people with your business. I think you're not helping. Amazon hurts just the like human nature. We no longer have human face-to-face interaction because of Amazon. Yeah. There's no mom and pop local place. The local bookstores are gone because of him. Gone. Um, but even like, y- even even like wanting, you know, 
like, okay, so guilty. I have a baby shower that I'm supposed to go to on Saturday. I went online and I was going to buy from like Etsy, a local artist. It was going to be like $70 to order this thing. Then it was like plus shipping. It was going to be $14 because it was coming from California. So like I didn't want to spend $100. And I almost, I basically, I mean, this, I am the problem. I'm admitting this oh, right I, now. Look, I, I, I'm putting myself But I went on too. Amazon. I was able to find something very similar that's mass produced for $40. Right. With free shipping because they fucking always get me every year and automatically charge me when I forget to like cancel my Amazon Prime account, $130. So I'm a hypocrite. I'm a complete hypocrite totally. when it comes well, to I this. Well, I think that but most uh, most absolutely. people in America are for sure. Right. But it but it's so fucked up because it tricks you into thinking you're saving money. But really, it's right. just hurting us in the end because then all these and i mean i support i'm a huge art arts advocate like i support lo local artists but because like i myself am a local artist i'm in between jobs at the moment like i can't spend this much money so it's just a it's a cycle that's just going to like honestly keep the poor poor and the rich richer well i would want to say too that like i was on this like boat of like not shopping at amazon i was so good not shopping at amazon for so long and then honestly it was the pandemic <laughs> It was just hard to get things. And then you also were like, oh, I'm going to get this little thing or whatever. And I ha I definitely feel reinvigorated to just like cancel all that shit and not use it. And this is kind of what I mean about the paradigm shift. It includes all of us because like this idea, we've been going down this path of like convenience mm -hmm. and whatever mm -hmm. and unsustainability. And it's like, this isn't work. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't working, you know. Mm -hmm. So and like, again, I'm a hypocrite, too, because I have bought a couple things from Amazon in the last couple months because I've been home and, you know, doing stupid shit. But it's like <laughs> there's so many other places we can get things. And that's right. really true. And I think that like and it's going to be a drop. He's the, the truth is also this. Even if everybody stopped shopping at Amazon, he has so much money and mm -hmm. there's so much more coming in now with the space travel. It's like not that he's not going to just keep getting richer like he is. Mm -hmm. Um but it's but that's not the issue, I guess. The bigger issue is it's like we really should be supporting our local businesses. We really should be um, trying to have a, a just a more sustainable system, <laughs> just generally. Just to like look the person in the eye who has made the thing that you just bought and say thank you. Like that is such right. a right. foreign concept to us nowadays. Like <clears throat> right. And having any gratitude for what we have anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Because the other thing about like being able to shop, and again, I'm guilty of this, but the other thing of being able to shop like very conveniently is that you don't, you're not so mindful about what you're buying and not buying. That's the other thing is we say, oh, we're saving so much money, but we're also buying shit we don't need. Oh, yeah. You can save a lot right. of money if you don't buy shit you don't need. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And I think like, I don't know. I mean, even things like I'm not accusing you I mean I would do the same thing with like a baby shower but whatever it was you bought like maybe you could have like made something with construction paper and brought that as a decoration or oh, whatever totally. I don't know what it was right but it's like thing and I'm not again not accusing you of anything because we all do it but um the other thing I just wanted to mention is that as I was looking him up and I was like what's his deal with like paying people and money and all this shit so he likes to put a face forward of like how he's actually very generous and how he's been really and, and it's mm -hmm. I think it's true that he he started paying his employees the minimum wage before a lot of other companies of like other companies like average wage was something like seven dollars an hour and he raised his minimum wage to like fifteen dollars an hour before other companies whatever although i do think he did that under the duress of like people being like you need to pay people more right um but so 
in in the grand scheme of things, I guess in some some people would say actually working at Amazon isn't as bad as working at fill in the blank mm-hmm. some other place. Um, but again, it's we have to look at the big picture, which is that like these people that he's paying to like work very very hard and very very quickly in kind of a non a not realistic capacity. Um, he took their he's like and I'm giving them jobs I'm like yeah but you also took jobs away mm-hmm. from them because maybe mm-hmm. some of these people could have had their maybe some of their bookstores mm-hmm. shuttered or maybe mm-hmm. they could have worked at the local bookshop or they could have you know what I mean so I don't think like I always think this idea of like not having enough jobs the thing is going to take the jobs away are the robots and mm-hmm. Amazon's probably a heartbeat away oh. from replacing all these people with robots anyway mm-hmm. so it's not like this idea that you've created a bunch of jobs like I don't there's going to be jobs somewhere Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know what I mean like they're going to be created based on whatever there's always a need for shit right now in the capitalist Mm -hmm. society so like I'm just not I just don't buy it and here's the (laughs) other thing you want to you want to put this face forward because I know people not I don't know that people are going to come to me being like let me defend Jeff Bezos but I just want to say that like so fine he pays his employees like an okay wage that is still not enough to pay for your home and all the things food, in this yeah. country right mm-hmm. now. It's just not enough. And that's not Jeff Bezos's fault per se, because that's like the government not stepping in and mm-hmm. raising the minimum wage. But still, um, but the same man who's like trying to, you know, pat himself on the back for paying a barely a lim- living wage to his employees also isn't paying taxes. Right. So he's not. So it's like you can't you can't talk out of both sides of your mouth like that and think that we don't notice Mm -hmm. you know like you're not such a great guy because you pay your employees Mm -hmm. that's like that's like the bare minimum of what you do when you're an employer Mm -hmm. you know where you're and again you're not he's not even like breaking any laws by not paying taxes but there's like a moral obligation to contribute back you're taking taking Mm -hmm. taking from Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. and you're not giving anything back and taxes aren't just this like oh giving money to the government taxes go places (laughs) taxes like help your community Mm -hmm. and obviously there's yeah we have an infrastructure war going on like we have got to reinvest in our infrastructure it's the just the simplest little thing all across this country or we're going to see what happened in Miami continue across our... Oh, our, it's gonna... I mean, and that's just like one One thing. tiny little We also thing. have like school problems with our school system. Oh my God. You know? Right. And of course, Jeff Bezos' kids don't have to worry about that because he sends them to these fancy ass schools, I'm sure. But like most other people aren't going to go to those schools, right? And so, I mean, there's a million places where we can put money. Um, and to just like knowingly know that you're really... I don't want to say evading taxes because I think, again, he's doing it legally, but you're doing everything in your power to make sure your company doesn't pay its fair share. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, what you could do instead is go, hey, it's fine. I'm going to pay this full amount. I'm not going to do all these write offs Mm -hmm. because like this is like, you know, this is my thanking of the community and understanding that I'm part of something bigger. I'm not a self made man you're not a self-made man when you're not even paying your taxes. Right. You're just ripping everybody off. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's true. And Amazon has gone out of its way to try to make sure that they don't raise taxes on like corporate tax right. in America. Right. Well, I think it's just a true reflection on how fucked up our government is that even billionaires exist. And we've talked about that before in our past And I mean, episode. they're just paying people off or something, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what was the deal when he landed? He gave $100 million to Jose Andres and Van Jones? Yeah. Um, he's been doing this thing where he just like he wants to have some sort of like a it's like an award or something Uh 
and courage so, like, and civility is what he calls it. Yeah, I didn't really understand what the thought behind that was. But um, my mom was yeah, like, so "Who's like, Van Jones?" And I was like, "I don't." He follows me on Twitter. Actually, believe it or not, he's a CNN <laughs> correspondent. I mean, he's great I mean, he, at his job, but like, well, and there's been some mixed feelings about that too because they think of him as sort of like he's kind of tries to be a more of a bipartisan type but I mean right. I kind of understand that mentality so whatever but um and he also is somebody that's been f- actively fighting for racial right. justice and like judicial justice and stuff right. so hopefully that'll go somewhere well and then the other guy that Jose oh Andres guy, he's amazing he's a yeah. chef that has been providing meals to the poor for ever since he his career began and I believe he went to Puerto Rico and was there um after the hurricane and so, I mean, I, I I think that's that's beautiful. It was like a huge publicity stunt, though, it seemed. I mean, that's like, the thing. It's like, look at me. Also, that's another thing. You know? Yeah. That's like another thing, too, where you're like, I'm going to donate 100. I thought it was it's 100 million. Mm-hmm. I thought he said on um, the news that he handed out $100 to these guys. And yeah, I was like, I mean, that's what? Kind of- like, so when I catered uh, James Gandolfini's kid's birthday party, he walked around with $100 bills. And for some reason, I heard it wrong on the news when I, we were watching. I was at my parents. And um, I was like, did he literally just do a James Gandolfini and, like, walk around handing out $100 bills? Because I would not put that past Jeff Bezos. No. I just would not put no. that past him. But it's $100 million and it's supposed to go to charity. So I was like, okay. But it's, like, so tone deaf. It's so, like, what is happening it's so tone deaf. And I think that that's the thing, too, about, like, again, he loves to put on this front that, like, he's a nice guy and that, like, he's helping and he's helped. Look, I'm d- giving my money away. Number one, he he, wo- he won't sign that um, pact that all the billionaires sign that promise to give away over half their right. money before they die. He won't sign it, um, which is like, dude, it's so much. You have so much. Yeah, if you give away $50, million, $50 billion, you still have over $50 billion. Like, why can't you just sign a thing right. that says I'm going to... It, it only costs you $5.5 billion to send your little rocket to space. So it's not even like... You're not even close to running out of money. Right. So what does that right. say about a person? And then, and then and he won't explain why he won't sign it. Because if he had a really legitimate reason that was like, oh, interesting, then tell us. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. again, he but, loves to go up front and say, oh, I, I donated $100 million. Well, you also evaded mm-hmm. $3 billion right. in taxes this year. Mm-hmm. And that was when he paid taxes. Mm-hmm. He didn't pay federal. They didn't pay mm-hmm. federal tax for two years right. prior to that. So like, I don't want mm-hmm. your $100 million. Like, <laughs> give me a fucking break. Well, the one good thing about uh, him, I guess, with is his ex-wife, who has donated so far, as we know, like $2.7 billion to a variety of different charities. And she, I think, has signed. She will give away half her wealth, which I think. She did sign it. I mean, she's awesome. Well, and I think, and <laughs> I again, really, like, Mackenzie's these people, got. yeah. Well, and we keep thinking, too, that, like, oh, if they give away, like, half their wealth, they won't have, you know, then they'll be missing half their wealth. He's making, like, a billion dollars a minute. Like, it's oh, not like. Yeah. It's not like he's going to ever run out of money. It's like this money's not going to stop coming to him ever. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm not worried about him spending, you know, when we say, like, oh, he's going to spend $50 billion, he's going to make back that $50 billion in, like, four years. Mm-hmm. So what are, right. what are we worried about? That And that money, yeah. it's like, it I, it is our money. The taxes mm-hmm. he's not paying, that's our money he's not giving. Mm-hmm. You know, that's literally for us. That's I right. pay my taxes, and that's our money. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. imagine dating some guy and he had like, you know, a billion dollars. And then every time you went out to dinner, he made you pay. 
And then every so often he'd take you out to dinner, but then the like maitre d' would be like, it's on me tonight. That would drive you insane. You'd be like, why are you not paying the bill ever? And then I'm paying, like we go to McDonald's and I pay, okay, fine. But then, you know, it could be the fanciest meal ever, but the fact that you're not even paying for it is not fair. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what are we going to do Not that anything's fair. (laughs) Well, I mean, if I was Jeff Bezos, and this is not a threat, this is not because I'm not going to do anything about it, but I was just thinking the other day, if I was Jeff Bezos, I'd never be able to sleep at night because I'd be like, someone's going to come in and murder me any minute Uh because people are getting, Matt, it's not going to be me if anyone's listening, Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not, I don't have any, I'm not going to do anything, but like, Mm -hmm. I won't be surprised if like something goes awry with that eventually because like, this is not sustainable. People are mad. (laughs) Right. And this was sort of like, it really did feel like a tone deaf slap in the face to go off into space and then be like, oh my God, what an incredible experience. It was just like, and you're like, yeah, no one's ever going to have that experience. Right. So thanks a lot. Well, the people he chose was like also a huge slap in the face. Except except Wally Funk, the the 82-year-old woman who was constantly passed by NASA and not allowed to, like she she like surpassed all these men's tests in NASA and like, but she still never got to go up in space. So honestly with her, I was like, oh, thank God. But I'm sorry, choosing your brother, fuck you. And then this 18-year-old because some billionaire- is the worst. That is the worst. Yeah, you it, cannot like, it actually make like this takes shit away. <laughs> Absolutely. And like I think that whatever like points that he would get for choosing Wally Funk get taken away immediately yes. by picking then just this little privileged snot kid who literally just got to go because his daddy paid the most amount of money. Mm-hmm. Like that is gross. Also like everybody's white. Everybody's like everybody's privileged white. and like nobody was like an underprivileged. I mean it's unfortunate Wally Funk got passed over and I think that she was a cool option, but like I'm sure she was doing fine too. You know what I mean? Like, how did he even meet her? <laughs> like, how she was was she attending these? I mean, I don't, I don't even know. But God forbid you take somebody that would never have an opportunity to do this ever in a million years. Like, I'd almost prefer. Like, why couldn't he have gone to like some public school and picked some random eighteen year old if he wanted right. to have an eighteen year old? Right. You could have done that. It's not like he can't afford it. Right. It's not like he can't afford to have him on there. Right. Have you heard? And that's yeah. These t- yeah, I just want, and just to reiterate that, like these tickets, like moving forward, being sold, it's like all just the most wealthy people, and that makes me kind of sick too. That like, if you are someone that's really excited about space, like that you that your opportunities to go visit at least right away are going to be like zero because you unless you have millions and millions and millions of dollars like that's kind of gross too well I think it's such an interesting image you know way back when like royalty would be up in their high castles staring down at the poor and now in 2021 the billionaires are staring down at the poor from space right right it's so sick it's gross um and 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 that's also it becomes a thing where it's like now Jeff Bezos is like starting to own space you know what I mean it's like it's not for you mm-hmm that's it's it's our space right it's our you know and we don't nobody owns it really but like he's gonna oh i bet he'll that, start buying own up space yeah he'll yeah you buy space space i don't <laughs> even know how that works but you, you know what i mean this is my space and you're like well wait a minute it's what the fuck right um are you familiar with this poem called whitey on the moon have you heard this no. So it was, it's very, apparently it's very well known. So I, I, I bet some of our listeners um, know it, but I guess it was written in 1970 and it's by Gil Scott Heron. And he's like a performance artist, poet. Um, I'll just read the first part, but 
A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell, and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bill, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. And it goes on, and it's a beautiful poem, and it's and it really just talks about how people are dying on Earth with <laughs> white people up in the, on the moon, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just think it's yeah. like, but this was written in 1970, and it's still, it hits, I think it hits even harder today. So sure, certainly, I mean, and I think also we're even more conscious of I think there was a period of time in the 70s before like the economic collapse that, um, you know, there was a middle class. And so those people didn't care. They were like, wow, people on the moon. Cool. You know, right. and they were not wanting to pay attention to what was going on slowly into the country. But some people saw it and they right. were calling it out. Right. I'll know what to do. I'll link in the description, you guys, to the poem, because I do think. And you can see the performance, the live performance of it, because I just it just really hit me of how we're still fighting these same battles. And I can't imagine where we're going to be in 100 years. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, really. yeah. And I and I also wanted to state that, like, I'm not even like opposed to space travel. Like, I think that we can learn a lot about life on Earth by exploring space. Um, we can learn about like. I'm like the first to click on an article if I see that it's about space. Like I love this shit when it's like, you know, in a scientific whatever. I think what's very upsetting about this particular scenario is that like on the one hand, like you said, you know, private investors can help, you know, then some of the scientific aspects. But what's just gross about it is just the money being made off of it and the privilege and the like, I don't know. And then the money, you know. Well, it just creates these monsters that then – perpetuates this problem of like lawlessness like there's they don't have to follow yeah, any they're not law responsible yeah they don't they're not they don't have to be held accountable for much and they can start to make the law because they got right. there first kind right. of thing and that's also really problematic right and that's the other thing it's like if it were to be a situation where like oh we have to like you know like a Wally kind of situation oh. where people are living off the earth right. because the earth is like not sustainable. There's going to be these like haves and have nots and there'll be people up in space having their, you know, shrimp cocktail. And then the people down in on earth that they won't even see them. Mm-hmm. So they'll really feel like whatever, like it's fine that are like, you know, mining the coal so they can keep having their space travel or whatever mm. in some dystopian future. Well, but if I, there's also a part of me that just doesn't see like there's a part of me that's like this is just not gonna happen like something has got to give hopefully the jedis will return that's all i gotta say <laughs> yeah the force <laughs> and then kill us all put us all out of our misery like you're ruining it for all of us oh my god can yeah. we, i mean if we have star wars like for real then me well, we're, we're actually headed for real we're fucked yeah, we're yeah fucked. we don't have we don't have it. We got Jeff Bezos. But maybe Baby Yoda will come save us. Uh, well, he would be wasting his time. <laughs> <laughs> he really would. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, this so, is great. So I guess, yeah. So I guess if you want to try to feel like it's good rather than sad, um, just stop shopping at Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one yeah. thing. You I'm telling that to myself. Come on, Marie. Me too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm back on my. I'm back on my. Bullshit. I'm or if you that. do shop at Amazon, here's something. And I will challenge, you know, I'm saying this to myself, but they always give that option to like put everything in one box. 
At it, least yeah, you can and do that. The, it, that's the least you can do. And I, I really do try to do that because do I really need my cat's food when she's out of food? I mean, well, no, also you I can, can go to the grocery, you know, <laughs> or you can like try to find like a grocer that's like a smaller non conglomerate type. Or I can share with her shop there. my rotisserie chicken. It's fine. She's going to be. Or you can fine. just share your rotisserie <laughs> chicken. Yeah. Anyway, so. fuck billionaires. Yeah, I hate this. I hate that we even have to talk about it. Anyway. Um, space travel. <laughs> Huzzah. Huzzah. Thanks for listening. Uh, oh, also, speaking of dicks, if you need a dick for yourself, <laughs> here's where you can get one. <laughs> free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's HORIO. W-H-O-R-E-O. HORIO at adamandeve.com. 